Welcome to The Notice, a podcast from Otava with hosts TJ Hauske and Melissa Locke. All right, welcome. Episode 9 of The Notice. I'm Melissa Locke, Chief of Culture and Talent Development, and I have TJ, the CEO of Otava, with me. Hey, good. Uh, well, good day. You never know when these are recorded, right? Is it morning or is it afternoon? We'll leave that <laughs> to the imagination. But uh, nine, like we're cruising through the first season. And yet we both thought when we started, I don't know, could we fill out a season of podcast content? <laughs> <laughs> right? I know it has been fun, especially getting to spend some time with Josh. He runs our marketing department and Cassidy, who's the creative genius, supporting us every week. And we're so lucky that they let us do this every week. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and we we won't we won't tease Josh or Cassidy because they don't have that kind of sense of humor. But, you know, if, if they were to help us write the scripts and put in their own shout out, I mean, that would be pretty cool. Maybe that we should be. give them that idea. <laughs> when you're when amazing, you get to do things awesome. like that. Yeah, that's right. They're amazing. It's a lot of fun. So it. what's going on in your world, TJ? Well, let's see. October 31st marks the end of our On the Road campaign. Um, and so for those that have been kind of following along, we said, hey, listen, you know, I'm having the opportunity to take a leadership position here now as the CEO. And the first and most important thing to us, right, is you can't be a service provider without customers to serve. So let's get out there and talk to you. Uh, a subset of our customers that have a different product mix, a different you know segment mix in terms of industry, um, and get to know them. And so that's coming to a close. We've uh, almost almost achieved our goals of talking to all of those customers within that time slot. But the reality is, is what it represented was a kickstart to what we want to do in the ongoing efforts of you know talking to customers in regular cadence, getting that feedback, and building that into our centristic approach you know, that is entirely about them, whether it's development or growth or just relational. Um, we're pretty stoked about that. So that's coming to an end. We have board meetings this week. So I fly out today uh, with Austin Cook to Hagerstown, Maryland, which is where one of our broadband properties are, our cousins, as we call them, uh, here at Schurz and Otava. And so excited about that. Um, but I have to spend a couple of days alone with Austin. So send prayers. Um, so that'll be, uh, that'll be fun. How about you? What do you have going on? Well, I do have an on the road again meeting today, and then People and Culture is doing their own on the road on the road again with open enrollment coming up, and so we're working on that as we plan to deliver information live at many of our properties, which we haven't done in a few years. Um, and our theme this year is rock and enroll, so that's going to make it a little more engaging and energizing. So don't be surprised if you see some hairband wigs and arm sleeve tattoos coming out in a video for employees. So we're having a little I dig bit of fun. Yeah. I, I dig it. So two things, let's see. So this would be the first time probably since pandemic, pre-pandemic that you've been able to go out and yes. do something like this. Yeah. Yep. So that'd be cool. Yeah. I spent then, this year quarterly going to different properties, yep. um, doing some training, but this is our first like getting out in front of groups for open enrollment, which is a good idea. Yeah. I think it's energizing, right? You didn't realize well, it till, yeah. you know, so that's really cool. Absolutely. Um, and, and then as far as the whole like rock dress, so like, are you basically pulling out your high school wardrobe? Like, is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I did order some Aquanet. So, yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I so, get these bangs, you know. Just tell them, tell them that, you know, if, if there is going to be smoking, it must be outside and 10 feet away from, from you. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm going to roll them up in my sleeve. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's good stuff. I'm excited. That's cool. Be yeah. fun. Yes, you're gonna have stories to share. That is for darn sure. It is. It's gonna be a good time. It's good to get in front of right? folks, which we've been talking about. So it is National Knock Knock Joke Day. Okay. So even if you're listening and it's a different day, who doesn't love a good joke, right? So TJ, right. tell me your best knock knock joke. Okay, I can't wait. Now, this was hard because I genuinely want to put my kids here and let them tell knock-knock jokes because they're even better at it, right? But, all right, so Mo, knock-knock. Who's there? Luke. Luke who? Luke through the peephole and you'll find out. (laughs) (laughs) So bad. Oh, so good. Immaturity is a superpower. I'm gifted with it. I love it. All right, you're up. Knock, knock. Who's there? A broken pencil. A broken pencil who? Never mind, it's pointless. I wonder if somebody gets paid, like we'll have to do some Google research. Could you imagine if your job professionally was just to write knock knock jokes all day? I'm applying for that job. (laughs) Some people write Hallmark cards and some people get to write knock knock jokes for a living. That's that's like awesome. Like some 13 year old that's out there practicing what their dad joke life is going to look like in, you know, 20 plus years. (laughs) Well, it kind of goes into what we want to talk about, you know, doing things you love. It does. That's your genius, writing knock-knock jokes. Yeah, Yeah, I dig it. Okay, so today we want to talk about how we keep ourselves motivated at work. And some of this applies to the, you know, remote work environment, but really most of it, you know, you could apply to any environment. And the main point is that uh, we own our own motivation and we can't, you know, we don't really rely on others to instill on that. It's not our employer's responsibility to manage our motivation. It's up to me and up to you. So I want to talk about some tips to set ourselves up for success at work. That's good stuff. um, Yeah. So I know that we both have some tips we want to share and I'll let you get started with the first one. Um, about just ways that it's on us. How do we help ourselves? Yeah, I think, I mean, I'm I'm excited about the topic. I mean, as as we've talked about this podcast in general, this is a mix, right, between technology content, you know, content for, you know, helping run a firm, manage a firm, lead people. So, you know, I think, organically it's evolving. And so this particular topic, I think you could apply in a lot of different ways. If you're an employee, uh, if you're a manager at a different company and you're wanting to think about some of these things, or maybe just as an individual, like, are you doing these things to help make life a little bit better for you and work-life balance, which we hope everybody understands how powerful that is. But I think this has also become much more important since COVID um, because there is a whole new world out there. And if you think about it, we're really only three years into it of what does this look like in a distributed workforce when you spend, it's kind of weird. Think about it. We spend most of our day alone and yet not. That's right. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about that in the context of I'm in my home, as long as I'm connected to a camera and sitting at my desk, I'm connected to other people. But when I step away, I'm home and I'm alone. And so I think that having a dedicated workspace and that kind of a setup is extremely powerful because for me, my setup at home, I have an office space that's above my garage. 
Um, and I'm super thankful for it because when I'm not traveling, to have an opportunity to come up to work, to isolate myself, to focus, which is what it's really about, that I'm you know, putting on my work hat and being able to do those things lets me be incredibly efficient. But equally important is that when I leave work, I leave work. Uh, and so I'm able to leave it up upstairs, out of sight, out of mind, and really focus on what I need to be doing then, which is, you know, leading my four walls. So I think first and foremost, to be successful and to find peace in the journey of work-life balance, you're going to have to create a dedicated space for yourself. And, you know, that might be for some people, a bedroom, you know, it might be a kitchen area, and then you have to kind of pack it up at the end of the day and put it away. But to the extent that you can create some isolation and separation for that, that moment that you're doing work, it's a really powerful thing. Yeah, that's right. Uh, when we first, you know, went remote, I was at the dining room table and, and it was, um, I was in a meeting and my daughter was making pancakes and set the fire alarm off. So it wasn't a really great, great experience, but uh, I definitely learned I do have a separate room now. And so it was a, a work in progress over the past few years of finding the, the best work space for point, all of though, us. Right? Like right? It, it took time. Yes, you went home did. overnight. Yes. And then it took a little bit of time to create it, you know, and I'm sure that there's so I remember seeing people that had like their washer and dryer in the background because the only time they could they had to hide themselves in the laundry room because that's where they could find, you know, their yeah. setup. So certainly it's changed over the last couple of years, but yeah. it's important. So, yes, I've been in probably four different spots until I finally found what worked <laughs> best. So definitely take some time. Well, you do the swimming pool during the summer, right? Because we right. talked about putting that's it on right. a, a yes. raft. Yeah, an important floaty, yes, that accommodates what I need to work, for sure. Right. You're the only person I know that we've budgeted five laptops per year, so when we <laughs> drown them, we can replace Oopsie. <laughs> DJ. I love it. So another tip is just maintaining, you know, you've got your dedicated workspace, but maintaining that routine or creating some sort of structure, because um, it's easily to get distracted um, in different work environments. and. I think an important part of structuring your day, which is really filled with all of these micro engagements and micro interactions and micro tasks, but how do you structure it so that you're spending at least 20% of the time, which is a magic number according to Marcus Buckingham, on something that you love? And people don't usually like to use the word love at work, but this is thinking about when you talk about your work. It's it, you say, I love doing this, or I love this about my job, or I love thinking about this. So this is the work that causes you to lose track of time. If you're familiar with Clifton Strengths, you know, it's just the way your brain works. It comes naturally to you, just aligns with your strengths. So um, build that routine, create some structure, but don't forget to do the things that energize you the most, at least 20% of the time. And that might take tracking, you know, writing it down. So that yeah. you can, you know, hold yourself accountable and you will look, you will work happier. Yeah, it's good yeah. stuff. I think it's funny, right? Like I've noticed even in just, you know, 40 plus years on this rock around the sun, right? Like work has changed. Like okay. in just the last couple of decades, what once really felt like, I mean, I remember my parents telling me, you have your work life and you have your personal life and you compartmentalize them and what you do at work, you do, you know. And that doesn't mean have a different personality between the two, but it was this almost like proverbial wall that existed that the two didn't blend together. And what I've noticed in just two decades is that, that the lines are very blurred now, where 
we always tell people, you and I joke, listen, all you can do is bring your whole human self to work every day. Right. That's who you are. Yep. Right. And so emotions aren't bad as long as emotions don't have you. Right. You can have emotions. Don't let them have you. That's right. Um, and so when you kind of think about it in that context, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Like you really do have to bring your full self to work and really figure out within your full self and in the job that you're in today, what turns your crank? Because there's plenty of things, you know, I'm sure, you know, people in culture, maybe you love culture and not people. Right. Like that. Could... <laughs> Yeah, it's numbers and culture, right? Numbers and culture is also a call, right? <laughs> but no, the reality is like every every opportunity, it's not a job, it's an opportunity. It really is. Every opportunity has a blessing and a burden in life or professionally or personally. You can't have one without the other. To suggest that, you are absolutely missing the major point, which is you have to learn you know, the contrast principle. Uh, and so I think you're spot on that it's really important that you find the things that turn your crank, really focus in on those, um, and then understand that the other things are just, you know, elements of your interaction day to day. Yeah. Um, but if if all you focus on is the things you don't enjoy, that can equally have a negative or an adverse effect, right, of just grinding it. So. Right. And setting yeah, that expectation, so. it only takes 20%. That's right. You know, to have that satisfaction. So if we That's focus right. on, gosh, 80% of the time I'm doing things that I don't truly love. Well, yeah. that's, that's good. That's fine. Yeah. That's the way, that's kind of the way it is, you know? Yeah, for sure. Like that's just, that's how it works. It's good stuff. Well, I think, you know, for me and uh, another area that I would really emphasize in today's discussion is grow intentionally, right? I think that there's a lot of times that we put on our calendar, um, what do you always say? That you got to schedule intentionally, right? That's right. That's right. Scheduled right. So, time drives out unscheduled time. Yeah. Right. Scheduled time drives out unscheduled time. Well, it's the same thing with growth. I think a lot of times people look at work and personal, especially from a growth perspective, whether it's personal development, fitness, spiritual development, whatever that might be, and it's, I'm going to get to that. And then you look up and 30 days has passed by and you've spent maybe two minutes doing that. And so it's incredibly important that you grow intentionally. And whether that is 10 minutes in the morning to read 10 pages, uh, or in Andy Frazella talks about that. So if you want to go check out Andy Frazella's podcast, he does that. Um, but if, if it's 10 minutes in the morning or 10 minutes at night, it's 20 minutes a day, you look up, that's, that's maybe two books a month, a book and a half a month that you've invested time, right? Um, it's incredibly important that you schedule that time, that you're incredibly intentional with that time, because just like you know, building muscle if you're working in the gym or, you know, whatever else might be interesting to you from uh, extracurriculars, you know, activity perspective, um, growth has to be intentional, has to be prioritized, has to be scheduled. And if you do that daily discipline, you look up over time and realize you've become what you wanted. You can grow into something more. Um, but in order to, to, to do more, you have to become more, right, is really what it comes down to. So I think it's incredibly important that growth is something that you prioritize you're intentional about it and you schedule it into your day. Yeah, I agree. I put in my email signature, be a learn it all, not a know it all. I think that takes like that, that mindset too, of just being open to new ideas and, and yep. learning too. I love just that. The simple That's things. awesome. Um, another way to help you stay engaged in your work and more motivated is to purposefully connect with others. And so um, if you work for a company that has on-site days, or opportunities for collaboration, you should be participating in those. You will be, it is rewarding to connect with people in person. Um, I remember the first 
meeting I went to after COVID and I didn't realize that I was missing anything until I got in a room with you know, 10 other people and I just felt the energy and I was like, oh my gosh, I actually do miss this interaction with people. And so, That's right. um, so take the step, you know, collaborate with folks, participate in any of those onsite days. Uh, you may not realize that you're missing that human interaction. And yeah, then just right. purposeful, frequent communication with others. Connect with people, reach out. Um, and if you're a manager, take the time to have that 10 to 15 minute one-on-one -on -one with each of your direct reports each week. Develop that connection. Talk about those things that they love doing. Um, help you get to know them. And then maybe where they need help. People do crave attention. And like TJ said, you know, with sitting at home alone in your designated workspace and some people then leave their designated workspace to be home alone you know not everyone has families at home so take take care of each other pay attention give attention that's good stuff i think gary vanyerchuk if you want to follow somebody that does a great job in you know helping with mm -hmm. content marketing and gary i love you if there's a shout out and you want to put us down <laughs> tag me like me right now, but Gary's awesome. Yeah. Um, he's, uh, I, I always joke, I kind of feel like he's the more vulgar version of, <laughs> of uh, Ted Lasso, right? Kindness is cool, but Gary has a way of making the F word an adverb and a noun and all in one. That's true. Um, yes. And there's no judgment in that, but total disclosure, if you're to listen to that, if, you know, if those words offend, I'm not promoting the words, but I am promoting Gary the person. Um, and he's a, he's a caring, kind, very smart, savvy business guy. But that being said, what I what I love about his messaging over the years, and I've been following him for a really long time, is Gary says, attention is the new capital, right? When you look at marketing today and you look at social media and you look at all the content or what I would call the noise that exists, attention is capital. And when you think about that, what, what you're really after from a marketing perspective, because obviously we're a business, right? We're not putting this out for no reason. You know, attention, your time and trade for that uh, gives the opportunity that if using that time well, you can create influence and to create influence creates outcomes and outcomes are created through productivity, right? And so at the end of the day, if you listen to like Marcus Buckingham and what he's talking about on John Maxwell's podcast, or if you listen to what Gary's saying, or even what we're sharing today, make no mistake about it. Like you're in this to influence other people and how you influence people, good or bad, comes down to the level of personal growth that you do for yourself. Who you become influences other people. And the greater that you can become, you know, the law of the lid gives more room and opportunity to help others become more and influence them more greatly and to create more productivity. And there's the win, right? But at the end of the day, it starts with attention of just, are you sweating the small stuff? Are you getting to understand as you're talking to somebody what's in it for them, not for you in their opportunity? What do they like? What do they dislike? What are the names of their, their kids, their pets, right? What are their hobbies? Like genuinely getting to know somebody gives you permission to build trust. Trust builds influence. And then, you know, your character and self-development is what leads into influencing them well. So um, hopefully that that's one of the big things that you catch from your time that you spend with, you know, Mo and, and me here in the notice is we're firm believers that it starts with people. Um, and it starts with you as an individual taking responsibility for who you become. Uh, and then you're able to pour that out, you know, into others. And so I think, I think that's the big thing to walk away with is it really does start with you. And what we're giving today is our big nuggets. If you really focus in on 
geez, like what does turn my crank? What makes me happy for that percent of my time? I'm really happy, right? Um, but what is that thing for you? So I think it's important. Another tip that we have is to just set boundaries. And I think that is definitely, um, especially if you work remotely and at home and defining when your day starts and what, when your day ends is probably more yeah. important. How do you disconnect from work and, and really have, um, ident- how do you identify that the day is over, the work day is over? We don't have that time where we walk downstairs and we get in our car and we drive for 20 minutes and then we're home and that's the work day's over. Um, so how do you make that distinction when you're literally just walking out of one room into another room in your home? Um, sure. Because, and why does it matter? Because you and your family are a priority. Um, and if you're an achiever and you like to get things done and you get energized by checking things off of that to-do list, and sometimes you get a little lost in your to-do list, um, to feel accomplished, put self-care on your to-do list, put time with your family on your to-do list, put reading a book to your child before bed on your to-do list. And this can just help you balance your needs for achieving and getting things done and taking care of you and taking care of your family. So um, I think that's an important piece about that's the boundaries, great. working from home and, and giving the giving each thing in your life the proper level of prioritization given the time of day as you structure. That's good. I think uh, you're, you're better at that than I am. <laughs> so, I'm so guilty of violating that um, because to, to your point, I, I am that person that likes to get things done mm-hmm. and knock it out or... Um, can give up more time for somebody else and not prioritize enough time for myself uh, or even for those people that matter the most to me. Not that all people don't, but obviously your four walls first. Um, And so those are really good nuggets. I hope people listen. I listen. (laughs) It it helps that I have you regularly to thump me. (laughs) TJ's calling decline. (laughs) Decline. Decline. Hit the red button. (laughs) Hit the red button. No. I think that's that's really powerful. And then, you know, one thing that's worked for me throughout my life, you know, I, I'm a huge believer in in fitness, just moving, nothing crazy. Um, I've done all sorts of extreme things from, you know, sports specificity training, being an athlete, all that kind of stuff. But um, I just believe in fitness as a part of your life and what it does for you physically, emotionally, spiritually, like putting that all into balance. And I think that a lot of people don't really slow down long enough. So you get caught up or what do they say? The keeping up with the Joneses, right? Mm. I think yeah. in, in life and all things, whether it's professional, personal, especially in fitness, something that you use for health can also be used in an unhealthy way. So just know that everything that you do has a contrast. And so I'll talk about taking a break real quick. And what does that mean from a fitness and a health perspective? Sometimes you can run away from problems in fitness. It's easier to spend 30 or 45 minutes or 60 minutes doing something that you feel like, this is for me. This is self-care. I don't have to do my other stuff in life, right? When really what you're doing is abdicating or running away from those things. So be careful because everything is it has an addictive element to it, all right? But fitness used the right way, 5 to 10, 15 minutes a day, where you take a break, you step away, and you go walk. Literally, just walk. If it's winter outside and you tell me it's cold, I can't, that's an excuse. Let's be honest. Um, Because you could put on a jacket and the fresh cold air hitting your face and what that does for you, you'd be shocked. But you could walk up and down your stairs in your house if you don't want to walk outside, right? But moving your body and what that creates and how that helps you mentally and physically, your health is your greatest wealth. 
And so the opportunity that you can take care of yourself better to give yourself those breaks, you will be more productive as a person overall, personal and professional life. If you take those 10 to 15 minutes a day. Um, and what I like to do is kind of break it up. You know, sometimes it's easy to stack meetings in a virtual world when you're not traveling back to back to back to back and you look up and half your day is gone, right? You haven't, you haven't drank any water. You haven't eaten. You haven't gotten out of your chair. Um, and so I like to really do a good job of at least no more than two back-to-back meetings, three at most, if I have to on a specific day. And then there's a hard block that says I'm getting up for 15 minutes and I'm going to move and walk around and stretch my legs and drink some water. Um, and so I highly encourage that it's worked really well for me. Um, and there's been seasons I've had to really fight for it. Um, whether it's an Apple watch or a Fitbit or something that can keep you motivated, connect it. I have it connected to several employees here at Otava uh, and friends out in the world that text me and they're like, Hey, good job. Like, so, it, you know, you need encouragement and community, but you can make it fun, but I'm a big believer that moving uh, can make you feel a lot better. Uh, so get up, move around. Big deal. So I'm good at the boundaries and you're good at the fitness. I'm going to work on getting <laughs> addicted to fitness. I'm going to do that tomorrow. <laughs> we'll, we'll get you addicted. It'll work. <laughs> well, really, we hope that everyone found these tips useful, made you think about some things that you might want to do a little bit differently. But I would encourage you, if you're listening to this podcast, you're putting your makeup in the morning, you're sh- shaving, that you don't walk out of the bathroom and forget it all. That if you really did find it helpful, you take action. So like TJ says, I love to reference the calendar. Put it on your calendar. Do it for you. Make it make some of these things actually happen instead of, um, you know, like we're all kind of guilty of. We listen to a podcast. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, I should do that. And then we, you know, take out, out the earbuds and we forgot everything that we just listened to. So set yourself up for a happier, more motivated and satisfying work experience by actually taking action on just a few of these things if you can. It's good stuff. Well, we'll be back here next week. We hope everyone has a great week. Mo, have an awesome time at On the Road again and getting to visit another customer. Uh, And what we always say, and don't forget for for others to say, because we want to, we want to, we want to need a t-shirt. Right at some point, yes. we need a t-shirt. We'll put that out to marketing, just in case they were listening. Shout out to case you know join, those yeah. same people, right? But what do we say? Do a decision. Do a decision. <laughs> so, See ya. Like, subscribe, forward, send That's it right. out. Thanks so much. Have a great week. Bye.